Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So the time is now 15.45 on uh, <laughs> Wednesday afternoon. That's UK time. Uh, the Zoom meeting started uh, exactly quarter of an hour ago. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. We've had, uh, even by Pete's standards, we've had abnormal levels of faffing. <laughs> but it's nice. It's nice. I've enjoyed it. It's put me in a good mood. Yeah. It's good to know nothing's changed. You wouldn't have it any nothing's other way. Changed. No, nothing's changed. Yeah. Do you want to do a count, Ned? Oh yeah. Well, no, kind of. I'll I'll, I'll make it work without the count. Let's. I've moved oh, on from the count. You're so you're a legendary. Oh, well, well done, Ned. Yeah. How are we doing? How was Christmas, New Year's? We haven't spoken since. Actually, no. we haven't spoken verbally since then. We've obviously WhatsApped, but yeah. no. A little. That's been quiet. Oh, we did. A little briefly. But yeah, yeah. it's been quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, yeah. very quiet, quiet, even in this pod. <laughs> quiet. No, it's been quiet for me as well. Christmas was all right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy two months ago who was gibbering for Christmas. Just, no, no. It just, uh, it's the anticipation. I just build it up too much and it's not healthy. But New Year was great. It was lovely. And January, I uh, I absolutely love. I'm <laughs> sounding like myself a month ago about Christmas. <laughs> I love January. <laughs> I really do. No, I do, and it's in a different. It's in it's in a more healthy way, a far more healthy way <laughs> than the way I love Christmas. Because people don't <laughs> people don't like January. People complain about it. It's a long month, you know. Christmas was great. Now it's January. What we, I abs- I love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I go into full recluse mode. I don't see anyone. I work on myself. I I exercise more. I get into this routine where I start to think, why would I want to be like anything else? Christmas Pete. It's like the opposite of Christmas Pete. <laughs> and then, like everybody else, it, it kind of just slowly falls apart as the year goes on. And then you get to Christmas again. And then you just re- re- repeat every year. <laughs> uh, so if you're like, if your personality is like this big seesaw between Christmas Pete and January Pete, like where's the middle, which month of the year is like the middle point, the f- middle of the fulcrum, like where you're just level-headed normal Pete and you're not either side of that kind of, w- April Pete? What's April Pete like? No, April, it, like Ardennes Pete? Ardennes Ardenne Pete! <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's still a bit of discovery going the on. The one that no one's um, interested in. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Good question. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. let you know this year when, when I'm... We'll monitor. We'll track you. And, we'll yeah. track you. Yeah. Oh. So, Ned, you're going to fill us in on what's going on in the cycling world. Well, um, there is a move afoot, David, uh, with our friend... Oh, no, I hesitate to call him a friend, David. But Dickie Pluge. To, yeah, Dickie Pluge. You knew I exactly what that. I was going to say. I oh, know Dickie. exactly what you're going to say. Oh, yeah. Dickie, Dickie Plugger. Plugger, the Plugger, the Plugger. What's happened? Yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of ramping up. You know, your conference you're in in Madrid with all the the, the gazillionaires. Yes, the one, the one Formula the One, one I, Formula One cycling. The one that I yeah. sat there around a table and said would never happen in front of all of them. And then we met in London in the really noisy pub, and Ned said it would never happen. And then I was like, oh, maybe it, maybe I was right then. But actually, <laughs> the more I think about it, maybe we're both wrong. Or maybe <laughs> it'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that could have tipped the seesaw right there. <laughs> like I, so he's he did an interview. This is um, what's it called? One cycling, isn't it? Is that the initiative? Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's the initiative. Yeah, yeah. So it it, it doesn't make, it doesn't to me it doesn't make much sense from start to finish. I mean, we can it might, that might be worth discussing. Mm. So I don't know where this kind of putative or or, con, or, or like mooted Saudi money fits into the whole thing unless Ned do you want to give us the elevator pitch on what one cycling is so our listeners can understand 
Well, a lot of the teams have, have, as far as I understand it, and I'm really not up to the details, go to different podcasts if you want accurate detail and all this sort of thing. <laughs> That's why it's an elevator pitch. A lot why are you teams, listening? <laughs> why are you listening to this? It's going to be inaccurate from the start to finish. But, you know, that, correct me if I'm wrong, David, because you've obviously got your eye across this a little bit. But a, a number of the teams, and I don't know which, have signed up to a kind of pre, pre-negotiate, pre-kind of agreement thing with One Cycling uh, where they have... I've, they've signed NDAs, actually, haven't they? That they're not allowed to go public and talk about what is being discussed about where this project might end up. The end goal of the project is to harmonise the cycling calendar. Right, that's been tried many times before and it actually kind of exists, doesn't it? It's called the World Tour. But what's interesting about this initiative is that it has the UCI's backing. So the UCI are prepared to countenance the end of the World Tour and move towards the next idea of making it like a Formula One circuit. That's the holy grail, isn't it? And the mm-hmm. object of all of that is so that the teams can derive money. And it's, it's mm. driven by a need for the teams to be more financially secure, and I, which I totally understand, and to derive an income and a benefit in kind from their participation in these leagues, for want of a better yeah. word, or this league. But there are so many flaws in that concept and so much I think magical thinking behind it um, that don't understand or appreciate or take enough reconnaissance uh, recognition of the differences between road racing and absolutely everything else in the sporting <laughs> like firmament because it's and just not the same yeah. and we have to point out the elephant in the room and the whole reason this even happens is ASO 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 because they will not revenue share Tour de France. Because why and would they? Why would they? It's their their business. They they have decided that they can just monopolise the sport effectively, and the only way the world the pro cycling teams can make themselves commercially viable, understanding that ASO will never allow them to be revenue share to to actually be commercial. They have to create some alternative. Unless well, we come on to that. Unless. The whole thing is about Saudi money buying everything, and that includes the ASO. So then, the, the, then you got the yeah. Amiri Sports Organization. The Amiri family have a price, don't they? That every every mm-hmm. organization has a price. At some point, a bit like Pete's personality, it reaches a tipping point, and they decide to move. So they there would be a price, and if the if mm-hmm. the Saudi money even exists, because we're just talking about it like it's a thing, but if it were to exist, they would you know they could they could easily by ASO and with that the Tour but de France there is something here where I, I'll be devil's advocate Tour de France is not Paris Saint-Germain you the, I expect that there will be governmental overview oversight on who owns the Tour de France and I think there'd have to there would be a lot of complications regarding shell companies and kind of shadowy front facing because I can't see the Tour de France being allowed to be owned by a, a, a national fund, effectively in the Middle East, there'd be absolute uproar. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. I think that's probably one of the reasons as well. They probably that if let's face it, if let's say ASO the Amaris had a total shift and said we're going to be we're going to take a socialist point of view and share this, and kind of then all of a sudden one cycling just disappears. Yeah. So this is the whole thing. The only reason that the one cycling concept exists, and perhaps, I mean, and this is also the, the other rub on that, is the fact that the Tour de France know that the cycling public isn't going to care about new races spread throughout the year, no matter yep. what stars go to them. Yep. And, no ma- and no matter what city, let's say Copenhagen, or let's imagine London, New York, at these amazing races, I'm just make, pulling big names, what, that you can guarantee they're going to go on for more than three years? Yep. And when the reason, reason the monuments and the Tour de France, they're over a hundred years old. Yep. They're they're kind of imprinted on the kind of the cultural kind of map, and so I think that that value and that worth is what, at a sporting level, brings in the athletes and the the spectatorship. And I think it's incredibly, des- or just it's not naive. I think they're just playing perhaps a bit of a poker game, kind of uh, trying to play a bluff of ASO and uh, what everyone point? to try and. At what point does this whole idea get dismissed? Is my well, next question. keep it there, I think. I think it's all, it keeps coming back. It's like but on a kind of, it keeps bouncing back. 
Well, I think it gets dismissed once Richard Plugger has listened to this episode of Never Strays Far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so I read he gave an interview the other day. I don't know to whom, but it was um, reported in Cycling News. And I did kind of skim read that. And it was so low on detail that yeah. the, the only bits of detail that emerged were, I, I thought, frankly, laughable. You know, he, he mumbled mm. something about uh, TikTok accounts. And talked about yeah. you know like UFC fighters uh, yeah. having millions and millions of followers and oh, why he ref- reference like was it Jake Paul I can't someone like that yeah, yeah 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 so appealing to younger generations Box. that's right because yeah. that would yeah. change everything wouldn't it if Jonas had a TikTok account that would like change the sport forever but, uh, okay and also here's an interesting one and again I'm being devil's advocate those sort of athletes are extroverts yeah. You know, so they're they're putting themselves in that fine. They have a public image. They 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 nurture and and uh, I say exploit their kind of brand to the maximum because they enjoy their extroverts. Whereas Jonas Vingegaard yeah. doesn't want to be mobbed. You there's know, no it's, it's the way it is. It's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. So there is that rub as well. You, you want to attract a, a young audience and kind of do what F1 did recently with Netflix and all their different things. You want to do what he's referencing UFC, which is a random or boxing. Professional cyclists, at the very kind of their nature, they're generally introverts and don't enjoy being in the public eye and don't have a lifestyle that fits a public image that's cool. Mm. You know, it's just yeah. so it's it's probably not going to attract kind of young people coming in aspirational like F one. Get it? Cause it's just so rock and roll and it's all a lister and all over the place. Uh, and even even those extroverts who have le- of late, you know, kind of. Sh- like emerged from cycling, uh, Peter mm. Sagan in his weird way, <laughs> like, yeah. and Julian Alaphilippe, right? Because we get road racing and we're invested in it and we like him and we understand how his per- their personality traits are reflected in the way that they race, we kind of indulge them and think, that, mm. that's kind of quite cool. I like the way they come across. Um, Pogacar as well. You, you were talking about yeah. it last time we spoke, Pete, mm. how, you know, he influences the way people... So, but... View that from the outside, and it just looks a bit weird. Like, where's yeah. this new audience that is going to be attracted by Julian Alaphilippe's um, Sudal Quickstep kit reveal parody <laughs> song? You yeah. know, like, within the, within the very strange little world of cycling, we think that's quite funny because we like Julian Alaphilippe because he's a double world champion, and in his day, he was a great racer. So we like the fact that he does that. But it doesn't kick out beyond that, does it? I don't think. That's no. not reaching anyone else other than those people who already get it like i'm sorry to be like i just don't think it's realistic and then the other detail that he put on you know that he said was we 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 should have more races that finish with circuits which is a very good point i think but it's like it's tinkering in the margins of like is that and his argument was it's better for the fans true but actually his argument was really you can put in more vip compounds and sell more and ticket more if you do a finishing circuit. So, like, that's hardly going to... That would bring in a few more quid, but spread it amongst 22 World Tour teams? I mean, it's, it's not even going to touch yeah. the sides, is it? And also... So, and, yeah. and then I got thinking... Sorry, Pete, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying, like, so what's the end goal? The end goal is basically to bring in money to the teams, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So then how does that... So that's, what, that's, all, that's all they're after. So the teams can be self-sufficient and don't need to rely on yeah. sponsors to... To keep on or, or have sponsors but not be completely at the whim of a marketing budget because there's no revenue there's no money coming yeah. back into a pro cycling team beyond that, the marketing spend of the sponsors uh, so so, uh, so it, to achieve that this is this is the only way is basically what yeah to get tv deals tv deals that then allow revenue to be because i, I just feel there's no ticketing obviously i feel single-minded no but merch when you talk about tiktok and it, this new type of cal- like it it sickens me. Like, why does everything have to always come back to social media and TikTok and this, that, mm. and the other, and moving with the times? Mm. Exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head. Cycling is stuck in its times. It is of its own time. It is. Which is pretty niche. It doesn't fit with the modern kind of um, why is that a problem? Entertainment then? input or output. It, well, it is. To, I think that it's a problem because you can't. They can't commercialize teams. They're trying that, to find a solution well, that, to commercialize yeah, that, teams, yeah. basically. So, and is that the so, only solution? That's the one they're going for, or trying to pitch. Because I'm, what I'm actually like, I agree with that. That teams need to be able to, you know, earn money um, for themselves. But I mean, 
at what cost and there's got to be I don't know there's got to be a different way surely yeah. I mean, if, it, it if would all be rosy. If that's the only the way, then if that's if that's the only way, then is it worth it? Yeah. That's the that's the decision I, I, you've got to come to as a traditionalist and fan, isn't it? For me, for me, unless the Saudi money changes everything, so I'll come back to that mm. point, right? And I don't know what their ambition might be if they wanted to come in and take the whole of the sport, which they could do because it's such a cheap sport, actually. But without that money. I don't see the sums don't add up for me. Like, okay, so ASO could like go through some random buckling and just go, yeah, we'll happily divide our entire income stream amongst 22 World Tour teams. Here you go. Here's £17.20 each. You know, like the, the money, the money <laughs> doesn't go that far. And that's the Tour de France. Now, if you, if you divided the Jira, and what about the pro teams? Do they not get, like, what about the second tier? What about the concept? What about the yeah, rest exactly. of you like? So they'll get absolutely nothing. You know, divide the Giro twenty-two times, and literally, like, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. And those are two, the two stage races that make money. I don't suspect the Vuelta makes anything like those other two. So it's just not. I don't see the sums just aren't there. It doesn't make any sense. It's just and also yeah. it's just to yeah. kind of rub salt in that wound. Let's say Saudis did buy ASO or the Tour de France, which they have to buy ASO, then they'd be buying it off the valuation of ASO with the profit it's making currently. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. they, they, they then wouldn't want to split it amongst the teams. You wouldn't have thought because so. Because they're buying... No. <laughs> so you kind of go back to that one. What, are you going to get a philanthropist purchaser who's going to buy it and then wipe out the profit by sharing it to all the teams? And, 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 also, <laughs> and also, why would they want to do anything else other with the Tour de France, with their new acquisition, other than protect its identity to protect its status why would they want to trash their own product so the idea of kind of like distributing around much more equally contractually obliging all the top riders to ride in a certain formula one style series of races so Jonas Vingegaard you've got to go to Paris-Roubaix you know you've got to do Milan-San Remo etc why, why would they do that if they bought the Tour de France they would want to do with the Tour de France exactly what is going to happen in 2024 where the only time that the top four riders, Roglic, Vingegaar, Pogacar and Evenepoel are going to meet will be at the mm -hmm. Tour de France. That's yeah. the only race where the four of them are going to meet next year, That's unless their mad. plans change, which obviously they could. Mm. So, you know, if they want to protect the Tour, they, they, they want to keep that sort of like status. Yeah. And exactly what? Where it is. But, so what if they only meet four times? How, like, look at tennis. Yeah. The greats don't often get to the finals. That's yeah. And also, you can't... You, You've got to realise that cycling is cycling. You can't turn it into anything else. Nope. It's a group of people racing their bikes from start to finish. There's nothing you can do to the sport to make it more interesting. You either like it or you don't. It's, I think Starting it's, grid. I, I think it's bloody brilliant, <laughs> as it is. Yeah. Well, agreed. the race of the unknown distance, etc., etc. You do yeah, all that. Yeah. The turbo rider. We've been down that. Yeah. But, um, but, no, but, but seriously, we've like you've got to, we've nipped it in the bud. Certain people chair, have yeah. got to realise that it's it, it's cycling. It's a this is what the sport is. It's not supposed to be anything else. If you want to watch a shorter race, go and watch track cycling. You know, it's like <laughs> it's it's this is the sport. What's what's wrong with it? If you want laps, go and watch mountain biking. Look, cyclocross. Yeah. Cyclocross. We, cycling caters <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> uh, it so reminds me. It reminds me of the first time I ever met Peter Cavendish, who was Peter Todd at the time. And she was, she was, I met her in my capacity as a, uh, as a sports presenter. I was presenting the coverage of a failed idea to breathe new life into snooker called Power Snooker, where you restricted every player to 10 seconds before they had to hit the bloody ball <laughs> so that the game was really quick. And they wanted to jazz it all up. And so they had this big event and they, each player had, came onto stage with two models as like walk-on girls. So, because throw a bit of sexism there, that makes it better as well. And Peter Todd was one of the walk-on girls and that's where I first met her. In fact, I met her before Mark Cavendish met her, which is a little known statistic in the world of cycling. <laughs> but anyway, brilliant power snooker was fundamentally the wrong idea because everything about snooker is not that. Also, it saying. came from you who... You know, you don't know. You haven't played snooker all your life, have you? You're not. You're not no. massive. Are you, no, you're not Although like this snooker. You'd be. You're not you'd in for mistaken for thinking I had the way I played not, against you. <laughs> <in Cali. laughs> you know, so that's exactly my point. It's like it's coming from this guy 
who thinks yeah. he could make snooker more interesting. And you don't have a clue about snooker. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying certain people who are trying to change cycling don't have a clue about cycling. Don't get me wrong. Before cycling news go and put that as a headline. But, uh, <laughs> Come on, cycling news! I dare you. You see my point. You see my point. Uh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's anyway. good. Any yeah. other news? <laughs> well, <laughs> has, how much cyclocross have you been watching, David? Because your your guy's been. I I have. I've just got bored after actually watching Matthew Van der Poel twice. <laughs> and then even I was bored of Matthew Van der Poel. <laughs> and the problem with laps is, you know what's going to happen each lap, don't you? It's like, oh, oh here yeah. we go again. Here's the sandpit. Oh, he's going to dismount, do the stairs. So, <laughs> great idea. Although, I do. <laughs> sorry. No, I do look at it and I'm just in awe of how horrible it is. Mm. Like, when I want to see the mud and the sand. I'm just like, why? Mm, like, how? Number one. And then just, why? That looks horrible. Passion, Such a slog passion hats off yeah so that's all our cyclocross actually here's something i heard yesterday which i hadn't <laughs> been aware of pete your old team bora bora red bull have bought 51 percent of it maybe it's them Ooh. not the saudis maybe red so bull. that would be super so that that's awesome for cycling because getting a sponsor like red bull into cycling and owning that team that's actually they can do cool stuff mm-hmm. like regards i mean just talking content mm. and just general vibes but um, it's not like poor yeah. hands grow up. No, I, I always thought like a Monster Energy team would be so cool. Like proper oh, crazy kit. Yeah. Well, that's Cavendish's like team, isn't it? That's going to happen definitely oh, when he retires. Oh, yeah. Forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, with his, mon- his Monster hats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just bound to happen. You've nailed it there. Great prediction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Genius. And I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, we've seen the, the future, old. and it looks like it yeah. looks like a like a monster. Yeah, Anton Anton Palzer um, is a German rider who rides for Bora Hansgrohe, and he uh, is a he's come to cycling from one of those weird hybrid skiing disciplines called I can't remember what it's called mountaineering skiing or something where they have to ski uphill very uh, yeah, fast. Just randonnée stuff. Yeah. Really odd, like in in Austria, yeah. and he's but he's obviously very fit. Uh, and but he's a world, multiple world champion in that discipline, and he's he's signed a couple of years ago for Bora Hansgrohe. But he's a Red Bull athlete, so he oh. a bit like Wout. He wears a Red Bull and Pitters, you know, yeah. Red Bull helmet sort mm. of thing. He's a bit separate, different. So they've been <laughs> Red Bull have been kind of sniffing around Bora Hansgrohe for a while actually. Well, they must be going after Wout because they've already taken Wout's coach for Roglic, haven't they? Yes, I think they have. Yeah. I think you're right. They have. So yeah. I bet Wout's going, Wout's going there in 26, 25. I don't mm. know how long his contract is. I'm just making stuff up now. galore here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here we go. We're already talking here's, about here's 25. <laughs> yeah. Wout's going to Red Bull. Yeah. yeah. Te- team Red Bull. Yeah. Red Bull racing. Mm. He's very Red So I guess Bull, that's though. it. Yeah. Yeah. Bora Hansgrohe's team for mm. the Tour de France with Roggers looks really good, by the way. I mean, oh, yeah. like really good. So the, it's like one, one. Domestique, Danny Van Poppel, no sprinter, and everyone else is a climber, and they're really, really good as well as Jai Hindley, Danny Martinez, Alexander Vlasov, a bunch of other people, can't remember, but they're all, none of them are leaders, so Hindley, Vlasov, forget it, you're just working for Roggers, you know, mm. so, I Looks think... Looks like a great team on January the 10th. But yeah, you can true. just sit on, can't you? Like, yeah. you know, we've got this strong team, but like, you can just sit behind... <laughs> Roglic in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's still fast in all of them. Yeah, but... Uh, they can but just take turns again gonna, like last year. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it depends who's in the jersey, doesn't it? Like, you know, if Jumbo Visma... Everyone sits on Jumbo Visma, but then if Bora Hansgrohe en masse are still there, you know, mm. when they shouldn't be, when Jumbo have kind of shredded it or think they shredded it, or in the past they've been able to shred it, and there's Boris still, mm. still sitting there with five riders going, we're still here. <laughs> and ultimately, you just see Roggers sitting by the side of a gravel Roggers. road. <laughs> Peeling oh, yeah, an orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's it then, news-wise. Hello, everybody. It's Ned here. 
but then again, I guess you kind of know that because you're literally listening to Never Strays Far. So if you don't know that, then you'll be completely lost by this point. Uh, we have news to announce. AG1 uh, are going to continue supporting us and being at our side throughout 2024, which is uh, enormously important to us and uh, for which we're very grateful, not least because that means that there will be a regular supply coming into the Kenyuk, Miller and Bolting household of AG1 a habit um, which has become part of all three of our lives. I can absolutely guarantee that as we drink every morning AG1 for its comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. Why? Well, it helps throughout the day and uh, builds up over time with focus and energy, particularly for me as I sit most days in the winter trying to write at my desk, fending off cats. But also as the weather gets extremely cold, there are real benefits for your immune system as well. So if you want to be part of our journey and join us on that journey, and if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash neverstraysfar. That's drinkag1.com slash neverstraysfar. Check it out. So, yeah. D- David, you had an idea about what we might should talk about. I mean, I had a yeah. looser, I had a looser idea. I said, why don't we just bring each of us three things that we want to discuss to the table, to the virtual table, to the podcast table, mm-hmm. and um, and then you you kind of up the ante a little bit and said, well, no, let's I be more did. specific. Yeah. Well, I said resolutions because it's that time of year, and even if you fight resolutions, and it's like I'm not going to because that's me peeking out too soon and I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I thought, we still make resolutions, don't we? No. And so I thought it'd be nice to... Sh- well, you clearly don't, judging no, by the three we've not. already seen. Yeah. Well, you're, I too, don't you're older. You've, you've just worn out of them. I, I never you, did You, you know yourself too did. well. I never, of course well, you didn't. Of, that. of course did you it. didn't, Ned. But also, I think, I think New Year's resolutions are a bit like... Um, I don't believe that anyone does them let alone any I mean no one actually holds to them and I don't think anyone actually does them either I think people just say yes this is my you know and like I think it's a bit like Guinness that people who say I really like Guinness I think are lying yeah no one really likes how can you like it absolutely (laughs) disgusting Uh but it's kind of like you think that you should and whiskey is completely disgusting but lots of people say they like whiskey I tried to I think it's just yeah, it's not nice. Is Sat it? there drinking, like, ugh, you know, like trying to, yeah, I'm a whiskey drinker. <laughs> or cigars. Whiskey cigars. Yeah. Make no sense. No. Pipes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Generally. But no, there, there is something there because uh, let's change it to then. Um, you've got to be resolved on something. You've got to have some resolve regards your actions. Kind of. And it's just New Year's gives you an excuse to actually kind of take note of them i just think ned's so well balanced and so happy and content yeah, with his life right. that he doesn't even it's just, a, just on <laughs> such an even keel isn't he ned i'm shallow it's like I'm yeah shallow. although david i it's did like, wake up the other morning having had a really bad imposter dream i can't remember thankfully i can't remember the details of it oh god don't get me going uh, on dreams so oh. but i've had i've had some they I've never been, go it never goes i've been very psychoactive recently me at too. night ah Maybe See, that's, that's something trying to get out. That's something trying to get so out. Stuff, yeah. Maybe you need to just confront this. Maybe you just need to go understand that, you know, at the moment you consider yourself to be like just a, a steamboat cruising through life while Pete's like on this ship raging through storms or becalmed. Then uh, maybe you've got to lift those sails up a little bit. <laughs> Take a punt. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than just chug along. Pete's like a... <laughs> Pete would be like one of those crazy catamarans in the America's Cup. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, like 80 kilometers an hour. So quick. And then keeling like over. <laughs> no! Holding it! Holding oh it God. at 45 degrees! Holding it! <laughs> it's going to tip! It's going to tip! Have <laughs> you if you've been um, regretting maybe shaving the mullet? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe that's it. That was poor that, I feel like you know, your, you know, your mullet's like my career. You know, you but that's it, Pete. You just nailed it as let well. Let it go too soon. That mullet... That mullet, he felt like an imposter with the mullet. I did actually. Oh, yeah. That is so it. true. I did. I did. Yeah, I, could, I never did. owned the mullet. I never. This is yeah, my. Yeah, absolutely. You've nailed it. So this Bang is what on. goes through my head. So, like this morning, I really wanted to wear a bucket hat to take the kids to school. 
And I was yeah. like, no, you can't do that because it's just people would think you'd like, you know, you're losing the plot a bit. But then I was like, <coughs> but surely I should be able to express myself. But actually, you can't. You can't express yourself because you get judged and then, you know, it might be a job that you, you're not allowed to get or anything in life because of... That bucket has like a butterfly. It's like it's, sliding doors, isn't it? And So then I'm like, well, what's that? Where's, where's that leave me? Yeah. Do I, do I conform or do I truly no, express... Disrupt. Disrupt. disrupt disrupt you're a disruptor pete and that's your true nature so if you're going to be true to your true yeah. nature and you know michel foucault the great french philosopher he spoke very you know in very great detail about the way society acts on us from the moment we're born and puts us in these little departments with these identities mm. and all that sort of thing but you've got to find this liminal space at the edges where you can disrupt and uh and he uses the term eruption with an eye not eruption with an e, like you know, like Manzetta, but oh, eruptions. Yeah. You've got to look for little so, and they that's a that can be that lies. Yeah, you can find these little fissures and these cracks, and the bucket hat would have been a way of of you just leaving a little stamp on the day, and you're so tomorrow bucket hat. So, so, so you're on school run tomorrow. But that I could be. So then the next question is: <laughs> Is the fact that I've even thought that it's not okay means that I'm actually I'm actually maybe a little bit not okay with it. If I did, if I truly no, Pete, was expressing, then I'd just put it on and, and go and walk through. No, Pete, I know what this is. This is because you're January Pete. Oh, yeah. January yeah. Pete doesn't want to disrupt. January Pete doesn't want to disrupt. <laughs> January Pete wants to conform. <laughs> you know, if you go back to November Pete, he was all over the disruption. Mm-hmm. December hat. as well. Yeah. And then now it's like, nope. nope. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. Conform, Pete, Maybe that's, Pete. that's... that's Get into the yeah. to the right, place. but it's going to come out again. You've got to find that middle ground. Oh Let's see if you can conform and disrupt. There's your magical place. True. So yeah. So anyway, so the resolutions, I think. Um, yeah, where three we start resolutions your... each. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's start um, with let's start with you, David. Why not? Since you've led okay. on, you know, lead away. Yeah. Uh, Let me get mine up. So I started with um, this is David's resolution pretty much. <laughs> um, let me see. I, I wrote them down. <laughs> intro maintain, <laughs> maintain daily habits of meditation and journaling, because I've started doing that last year, and it would be a little bit sporadic. But I was getting into the swing of it, and I kind of found my way of doing it after two or three different kind of attempts, prolonged attempts. And I came into the start of the year, and I thought, actually, I like the idea of kind of beginning the year taking my learnings of last year and starting to apply them. And weirdly, it's coming really easily. And I've kind of found it now that it's just fits into my day perfectly. And it kind of feels like a habit. And I thought, well, this is great. Let's stick to this. And, and kind of sometimes I'll remember at the end of the day, oh, yeah, got to do it. And I know it's only gonna take five or 10 minutes. I don't, I'm not a perfectionist on it anymore. Like the first attempt I tried last year, I was being super perfectionist as ever. I'm going overboard. And if I, if I didn't think I could do it properly, I wouldn't do it. And I'd then get angry and then just kind of miss out. And now I'm like, you know what? (laughs) And then it would just go into this descending spiral and then I'd have to reboot and go again. And uh, (laughs) sound familiar now? I can recognize that pattern, David, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I decided this year not to be a perfectionist about it. And so that is just a daily habit. And, I'm enjoying it and it doesn't feel like a compromise or I'm having to make time or kind of there's not a negative thing when I realize I haven't done it. I just go and do it quickly and it's done. And so maintaining that habit of meditation and journaling because it's really good for kind of just the meditation, just for actually stopping and being still. And then the journaling just as a, because I'm not on social media, it's almost like posting to myself of something that's happened in the day and it's just a nice way to to kind of close a day so great yeah i enjoy that so that's good and i find that just is a good baseline um my second whoa, one whoa 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 what's journaling oh. is that keeping a diary oh, journaling yeah it's keeping right. a diary but it's kind of it it can be from actually what i do i use an app and i just kind of often will go and see if i've taken a photo during the day or something and just put a photo on there and and write something about that picture, and then if there's any, been anything else in my head or anything else that's happened, I'll just note it down. Actually, that's really and nice. often, I like that. Yeah, and often just try and find something that I'm grateful for in the day. Yeah. So closing the day with just finding something in the day that as simple as it could be, you mm. know, it could be picking the kids up from school, it could be if I was doing something on the bike, it was great, or if I'd actually done the meditation, which do, you know, just finding that one thing where I end the day where, you know, I'm really grateful for that. And it kind of, it's a really nice way to close the day. That's awesome. And um, 
so yeah, so I'm doing that. And here's here's the what I learned from last year because I've I've read a lot and I was advised to do it and everyone's like, well, do it written, um, write it down because it has a much stronger effect when you actually write it down with a pen and paper, yep. which I get, yep. and and which is true. And I was doing that, but I found with traveling and, and again, that's where my perfection sort of comes in. I didn't like if it was messy or I'd get it wrong. Uh, Whereas yeah. I found an app now I use, which is really simple and I can just write it in there as like a little note and it just all gets banked on there with the pictures and I can do it anywhere and even just like if I remember in bed just like I can just pick up the phone and s scribble it in so yeah it's a compromise and that's what I mean about the compromise I found a way that works for me yeah so yeah so that's what I'm doing I, um, I, I, just on that the meditation thing I, I'd like to I'd like to be able to do that my years and years ago um, my partner Kath she insisted that we went to a um, Tai Chi retreat for a weekend oh nice well, um, I wasn't no. ready. I wasn't ready for it, really. Um, no, it was. I mean, I greatly, I greatly admire Tai Chi, but it wasn't my idea. And I, there was a bit, of, <laughs> there was a bit of me that quite resented <laughs> being told to go to this residential weekend of doing Tai Chi all day, every day. And I remember yeah. I got to like break, like morning coffee break on day two, and everyone there was a bit kind of tai chi as you can imagine you know yeah. but in a in a western way you know not in a yeah. terribly authentic way in you know and i just remember standing by the coffee dispenser and one of the the more kind of enthusiastic tai chiists um kind of sidled up to me and went and i'll never, never forget this conversation said so how are you finding it and i said absolutely terrible <laughs> 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 and she said and, but the thing was she just went isn't it marvellous back to oh. me like like uh, literally the words had not got through like I'd said uh. I could not have been more clear about what I thought of it and she because she was in full Tai Chi mode she just batted it away and it had not got through or penetrated at all but I should maybe there you go I should revisit that well you know what you should do because there's a few apps the Waking Up by Sam Harris is really good and you just do the beginners course it's like one month that is really good and it's like every day 10 minutes you got me onto that David and it's kind of it's really good and actually I found just even going back and keeping doing that starter course is really good 10 very minutes good. a day very good yeah so there you go um, Pete what's so, let's, go do, let's look at Pete's first resolution yeah. now I think Oh, move on to Pete um, again this is quite, quite yeah heavy. Uh, actually, after I spoke to David about journaling yesterday, that was feels like a week ago mm. already. That's but um, I'm actually going to start it as well, but I'm going to do it the old school way with pen and paper. And oh, uh, what really, what I really like the idea of, because I thought it'd be lovely to look back on at the end of the year. And I'm not going to commit to every day, but at least a couple of times a week. I'm going to get a Polaroid camera like you have as well, David. And I'm going to stick the pictures in and then just write short snippets underneath them, whether it be about how I feel, how the day was. Because I just think to look back over the year will be really beautiful. Anyway, That's a great idea. I was a bit... When you came up with the idea, um, David, to go through our resolution, I was a bit unsure because I've really come into this year with the idea of I want actions to speak louder than words if that makes sense, mm. to the point where yeah. people go, you know, isn't Pete doing really well at this? Or doesn't he seem to be you know, really on top of life, whether it be to do with work or home? So, yeah, that I was a bit a bit unsure, you know, but I'm going to say them anyway because it's a podcast and people want to know. But I've already forgotten exactly what I wrote, so I'm just trying to find our group message. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, okay. Number one. And it kind of leads on to number two, number one, but we'll just do number one for now, like you said, just Ned. Regain one. more yep. self-belief and respect. So self-belief and self-respect for me to gain more of that um, within myself this year because, yeah, a lot of the times I really do struggle with self-belief and I think that's holding me back in life, whether uh, mainly career-wise and what I'm capable and what I can do. Uh, and I think this year is really important for me. And then I've, I, I said it towards the end of last year, but... You know, during the first six months of this year, I really want to plan plan out what the next five years of my life look like. And I got asked a question, I can't remember who by, whether it was last year or the year before, you know, about, you know, what are your goals? I think I might have been Fran, actually, David. But And I said, actually, I'm quite happy just living in the moment and being present. And 
Yeah. I don't really have any long-term goals or ambition right now. I'm just doing what I'm doing. I'm enjoying life. But I've got to the point now where actually I'm starting to feel like I need a bit of a plan and I want some, you know, some short-term goals um, with more of a, an idea of what life looks like um, further in the future. So part of that is, you know, getting on top of my lifestyle routine, et cetera, and figuring out what that looks like um, and how my career develops and in what direction it goes over the next three years, really. Um, and then... I've got... Go on, sorry. sorry. No, and, and then, yeah, two. the self-respect was just... That was... I just feel like sometimes I'm just... Whether it be led astray or, you know, do things that I don't want to do, I just feel like I could really work on my own self-respect and how I view, self how I view myself as a person. Mm. I think they're great, Pete. I think they're great. And I, I, I was going to, sorry for trying to interrupt, right. but I was, I was just, I've got t two little thoughts from listening to what you say. One is when you set goals, my advice to you is make them achievable. Like don't be crazy over ambitious with them. So, you know, they make them within reach, you know, a stretch, but within reach because that's that's the way that I would sense you that you would progress, you know, um, yeah. to, towards bigger and then set another one after that and then another one, you know, it doesn't have to be the end goal straight away. Yeah, yeah. Um, each day, each stage as it comes, huh? um, <laughs> and then, and then the other thing I wanted to say was that I think a lot of our listeners will be um, kind of, not amazed, but they'll be, they'll be, they'll be thinking, Pete's got so much going for him and so much, you know, ca I mean, you are, you know, but I think I think our listeners are very fond of you and yeah. very much admire you, and um, we'll probably be thinking, why has Pete even got this self doubt? There's so much, there's so much going on that's so different and brilliant and wonderful and something to be celebrated. So I think you should feel extremely validated by the position and respect that our substantial listenership holds you in, because they've got to know you as we have over the last two, you know, three or four years. Uh, extremely well so that's that, that those are my only thoughts about that it's like a therapy so therapy coach isn't it? well well let's move on to my first resolution then and that's to shave daily <laughs> uh, <laughs> what that's no that's ridiculous come on uh, that's ridiculous and it's only because it's only because i am one of those people do you all use what shape razors do you guys use i've never asked you this do you gillette use a multi-blade thing mac yeah three. gillette mac three yeah. mac three yeah yeah so yeah, we all use the same brand of razor. Okay, we should get sponsored by them, really. But um, <laughs> so Gillette Mac Three. If you haven't shaved for like almost like in my case a day and a half, two days, and you use a Mac Three razor, and you it, it'll be fine. But then the next time you come to shave, it's you've blunted it, and and it has to be thrown away. You can only do you're only going to use them like twice if you've if you've left it a bit no, late can't. to shave. No, you but if you shave every for ages, if you shave every day, okay, okay, that's I the see. that's the point. So if you shave every day, you can use a one Mac three razor for maybe seven, eight, wow. ten days. Can I just say, Ned, you are taking these micro small goals really to heart. <laughs> right. What's I mean, your Pete, what's your don't second go that small? <laughs> what's your second resolution, David? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, my second resolution is, <clears throat> hang on, just like Pete looking up a second. Uh, I put, do sport in a less isolated manner. In fact, probably just stop isolating so much and don't go too crazy on the sport. In fact, probably. Because <laughs> 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 oh. I got, I went a bit too hard on the sport last year to the yeah. point of breaking my foot in really December did. from breaking your foot. You were uh, actually crazy at one point during the tour. Bloody hell. My word. I know, I loved it. That was insane. But it, I realised it, it became more of just a mind-numbing exercise. Yeah. And yeah. then I was, I had three weeks off after my foot was buggered and had some time to actually think. And, uh, <laughs> and I thought, actually, 
I can do this. I can exist without sport. Maybe there's a happy medium between doing kind of dedicating so much and just numbing myself and actually making it a healthy part of my life. And, and that tied with actually perhaps sharing sport a bit more and kind of getting out there with people and actually started this chapter three sports club to try and get people within chapter three to join up and to kind of build this community where we do stuff, be it not just cycling, but running. Go on, Ned. Why not do a sport that is fun, right? Like cycling's not fun and running's not much fun. So why not do wall Mm. ball or paddle or um, something in a team? Not paddle. Yeah, you won't like it. Playing rounders with the boys. Yeah, that's fun. Play do do something in a team because that's fun. Yeah, that is fun. I I feel like you should really think about this resolution, David, because me knowing you, there's a big Mm -hmm. part of being in isolation that you really enjoy. So you've got to find the balance of, well, I guess why you're doing it, and is it because Mm -hmm. it's unhealthy for you to be isolated, even though you really enjoy it? It's what I'm thinking because I really like doing sport alone as well and i tried playing yeah. five aside with a group of some like some friends some acquaintances in the morning and i just just i didn't get my fix i didn't no. enjoy it at all but pete that's why we're cyclists that's yeah. why you're cyclists and, and that's why we're cyclists and that's why we were elite cyclists because yep. we were kind of that's in our nature and that goes back to what i was saying before about the kind of fine line between being an introvert and kind of being a recluse and i think also that's but one of the things I do know, it's really lovely to share the sport, even if yeah. you kind of we enjoy the isolation to kind of set the challenges, to kind of know other people are doing it. Cause there's a certain amount of accountability and the kind and you, it does increase the emotion of the kind of the what you're doing by actually kind of having means meaning something else beyond your own. Yeah. Kind of running headspace. running impacts is actually I think is way better. Than on yeah, your own. That's so easy, isn't it? It, it I, goes I so fast. Running at the tour. Yeah, it just flies by, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. You add a few, you know, you add a f- you know maybe five or six True, people actually. to that, and yeah. yeah, you just get in, get in on the heels. You just, you know, the case like that. I think there's a lot of us like that now, and I think it's kind of coming out of the side of cycling and its boom in the kind of 2012 boom, where everyone's going out in groups, and now people are starting to realise that they've become cyclists and they like doing it on their own, but they also miss the camaraderie. So there's this, and it's exactly what you're saying. How do you find like find that line of, of camaraderie and shared moments without losing your kind of the love of the, the solo pursuit and the headspace. So yeah, so that's my, do sport. I used to do like don't isolate. An a- <laughs> don't isolate. In fact, what was it? Don't take part in. More. What was it? What was it again? Quickly. Well, I'll, I'll read it out to you again. Um, do sport in a less isolated, less isolated manner. In fact, probably just stop isolating <laughs> that so was much. My don't go too crazy on the <laughs> so sport. So it's like, do sport in a less isolated manner. And then it's like, in fact, like just maybe stop isolating altogether. <laughs> yeah. I'm horrified that the consequences might mean that we, like, if we go back to the tour of Britain, that we'll have to actually not have room service every evening. We'll have to go and eat. That, was, that was end of the year. We were <laughs> yeah. just, for two, we were, our, our social <laughs> kind of battery was done. <laughs> Yeah, oh dear. we're just going right. waiting for Christmas at that point. God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Pete. Okay. Pete, we'll see number two. Number two, create a lifestyle that enables me to do that, which is number one, i.e., routine. Which is this is pretty, I mean, pretty generic as far as um, resolutions go. But for me, it's actually quite important um, because what I don't do increases my self doubt, um, and you know. So anyway, um, enables me to do that, i.e. routine, good habits, exercise, sleep. And I'm going to self-evaluate at the end of every week to make sure I'm keeping on top of that in order. Because I know when I have my lifestyle in place, my self-belief and self-doubt and out slight anxiety about things is far, far less compared to you know, when my diet's rubbish, I don't exercise, I'm drinking, oh, like drinking too much. So those are the sort of key things I've got to do in order to achieve number one. Right, you'll have to phone Why? in and we'll, 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 we'll decide how, whether you're up, you know, like every week you'll have to, like the um, Pete, that could be just report. A, yeah, that could just be a part <laughs> of just the weekly <laughs> podcast. It could just yeah. be the, the, the Pete audit. P, the Pete yeah. audit. The audit. But everyone will probably the be pauded. like, oh, we're getting back to how we used to be last year. It was so much more fun. He's <laughs> <laughs> so boring, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. 
Yeah. There you go. You should actually, that's for the journaling thing, because the daily one's so hard, is just do a weekly journal. Weekly journal. And Yeah, just start off with that. And then if it, if there's more, just set yourself a goal of just doing it once a week. And then if you get more, that's great. Yeah. But the once a week is like your, your audit. Yeah. Mm. And what's what you're grateful for in that week and what did you do? Yeah. And there you go. And then if you get to doing more than that, then that's a bonus. Do you have talking about, idea. like, uh, do, do you guys both use Macs? You do, don't you? you yeah. Do, yeah. Yeah. Do you have that thing that flashes up on Mondays saying your screen time usage? Like, uh, I don't have it. I don't have the notification up. No. no. Uh, I, I, I need to turn it off because it just every single week without fail says it's gone up. And I don't even get how it could possibly go up. Like, it's been saying that for years. So, but anyway, talking about mm. weekly audits. Um, <laughs> All right, so my number two is I've got to refrain from using the following phrases in commentary. Terminal. Um, bre- <laughs> terminal. Oh, I've got four yeah. of them. No, five of them. Terminal. Pete's just nailed it. Okay, terminal. Oh, terminal velocity. It's going to turn into podcast bingo for all our listeners. Terminal, right. Break the elastic. I'm sick of nice. hearing myself say that. Absolutely sick of it. Although I, I had a shower... This morning, and I was thinking, what could you say? What's the alternative? Of, you know, like, yeah. loose the bounds of gravity. <laughs> That's a bit wordy and poet, you know. Because like, it is yeah. actually a perfect thing, isn't it, breaking the elastic? It it's is. It's got that kind of, you know, the, the, the bit that's just broken goes off in uh, the same direction. And the, the rest of it just recoils back. You, you so, can't so go all mm. one cycling on your commentary, Ned. It's like, you know, that's your commentary in a way. Yeah. It, it, no, it's ev- the best. Ev- all of us. All of us say break the elastic. That's yeah, not my unique cliche. Or no. I think all lead commentators say break Snapped the elastic. Snapped the cord. Like, it nothing sounds the umbilical be- there's cord. nothing that sounds better. <laughs> cut the cord. Yeah. Cut and the cord has been cut. Roglic is yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another one. Straight into that. Roglic is off. He steps on the pedals. I don't like saying that. And I say oh, it I don't know. Ste- yeah. Steps on the pedals. I don't notice it. Yeah. Steps on the pedals. Uh, don't yeah. like that. Uh, waiting to pull the trigger. I don't know that, uh, but I say okay. that too often. And and this is the worst one of all, or maybe the easiest one to solve, David. But um, when we're doing landscape shots or architecture shots or history shots, no, um, landscape and you know architecture, don't use the word beautiful. Just okay. there are so many words in the thesaurus mm-hmm. um, that that do a, a more exact and a, and a, and a more refreshing. Uh, job than beautiful, so I need to. We I need, need to, to basically post it, note them to the screen. Absolutely. So there we go. Yeah. I'm going I'm oh, to refrain good. from using those words. So that's it. Your third resolution, David. <laughs> uh, write a book. Write a book. Yeah. I know. It's kind of been gestating for a while, and I yeah, think I'm getting closer to it. And um, can you say anything like really about close. what the idea is, or maybe you shouldn't? Well, no, because it's not. I'm. Um, literally not at that kind of point yet but it's it's there and I, I reckon if I went away for a month I could get most of it done and kind of at that point where I kind of but I need to start kind of I need to batter down for which is one of the reasons actually over the past few weeks um I kind of removed myself from social media took the apps off and barely I check in once a week to see if I've got any messages that I need to pay attention to like mm. direct messages otherwise i'm kind of completely disconnected from it and reading a lot more and i can feel i'm almost kind of prepping myself to go deep mm. and um which is really i'm enjoying the fact that it's kind of bubbling to the surface but i do know that i'm gonna have to batter down the hatches and at least write a proposal and kind of just start writing and write a proposal so yeah that's where i'm at which is which is daunting and exciting because I'm like, okay, I think it's, I think I've, it's coming, it's taking form now in my head, which is good. So yeah, that's that's my goal is to write a book. That's exciting. Right? That is mm. exciting. <clears throat> that is yeah. very exciting. Cool. Yeah. Well, there's nothing quite like it, is it? It's such a pleasurable no. experience, a satisfying <clears throat> experience. And, yeah. Well, pleasurable is. I mean, it's. I, I tell you what, and <clears throat> you'll know this, Pete, when you write your book, is. It is a very selfish kind of, you have to completely immerse yourself in it. And it is kind of, that's where you, I tend to stop shaving and give up on my appearance and just disappear into that's it. That's perfect though. Um, I know, isn't it? That's what I mean, it's quite selfish. It's great, just, that's like, why we love it. Go. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm going. <laughs> it's like going on a deep training camp without any of the actual physicality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's a good goal to have. Pete, you should totally write a book. Why have we not yeah. discussed this before? 
We have. We discussed his Paxos Isle of Man book. Uh, I know, but oh yeah, I don't know. I don't think I just have don't, a lot of levels to I it. Don't, It'd be great. I'm not sure I've got the passion or the talent. Well, mainly the talent, but maybe the passion's not quite there. Because after reading your book, Ned, and just like discovering like the depths and just just how interested you were in every part of it, um, I just don't f- I don't feel that for for anything to to write about. Mm. Okay. Um, all right then. What's Does that make the sense, sir? Yeah, kind yeah, of. It makes sense. It's what a is his name? Te- te- Theo bo- Theo Boy- Boykman. Sorry, sorry. Theo, Theo Phil Beekman, yeah. Beekman, yeah. Like that was just yeah. like crazy. I uh, know, but that was that was a strange book. Like no, but that's why that's why it's so good yeah. though. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. That's very kind. Um, but uh, all right. What's your third and My final? F- third one is resolution. to get um a track by track. I mean in the genre of house music um, signed to a label. Love that. By, love by, by, that's, but like, that's like your book. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But that's by the it end is. of yeah. the end of 2025. It's not for this year, but a lot of that work will be done this year in order to get brilliant. where I want to be. So. Yeah. Brilliant. That, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah. And it, it knocks my final resolution out of the park, <coughs> which is simply to wear nicer socks and shoes um, I really enjoyed That's David good. the chapter three shoes that you furnished yeah. everybody with. I at like the Tour this de France. One. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. And um, as soon as I put them on, it felt like. But the socks thing is just as important, isn't it? Like good socks yeah. is oh, just yeah. I got, just I got for you some your fancy own socks mental health in Bordeaux. I got you some fancy socks. Remember it, mate? Absolutely. You still never revealed. Socks. You never revealed how much you paid for them. That's go, that secret. I suspect will go with you to the grave. But they are mm. among my favourite socks. You'll be glad to hear because they were worth. Well, from my point of view, they were worth your investment. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> they're they're uh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I like yeah. the chapter three socks because you can wear them <laughs> casually. But then also, if you decide to go for a run, you just can yeah. just, just leave them. They just you don't around. have to change your socks. Yeah. Just one less hurdle. Well, like my Nike socks and Adidas ones, they're not really comfortable in a running shoe. <sighs> there you it's go. the essence of it's chapter all... three, isn't it? The essence of chapter three. Just yeah. practically just do it because that's Nike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on the subject of chapter three. <laughs> on the subject of cha- chapter three. Uh, Except for you can't because you need to change socks. We are hopefully got. We, we should Ooh, have some yeah. news. Hopefully, David, on the on the actually, Flanders, I'll chase up straight after this. Yeah, the Flanders experience. Yeah, that we discussed. So it's not signed off yet. Uh, so there's a few more things to kind of like get. But we are very hopeful that we are going to be offering our listenership a joint venture roadbook chapter three never strays far trip to the finish line yeah. at the Tour of Flanders uh, to share the experience mm. between us three. And uh, um, a group of you guys, essentially. Yeah. Um, and we're looking at Sports Tours International to handle the logistics, because that's what they do. And, and it would be, um, yeah, I think brilliant. it could be really good fun. So basically getting a, a group of people to come and hang out with us and watch the race with us. Yeah. And uh, Matthew Van Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd lose my mind. So I'll know more on that by yeah, the next we'll, podcast. Yeah. But what we do know yeah. that you can do to support the podcast is um, our merch. Now it's got cold in the UK. Get yourself a beanie hat, get yourself a bobble hat, get yourself a t-shirt yeah. ready for spring. Um, and all mm. the merch is, uh, there's a link in the show notes and uh, get involved. And it all goes through, runs yeah. through the Chapter 3 website. And in fact, if you go to chapter3.com, it's like Never Strays Far is the first page I know, that comes we just, up. We just put it on there. Yeah, Massive prominence. Amazing. Yeah. I know. Uh, Very good. Um, we have to speak yeah. again soon. <laughs> We're scheduled yeah. to do another podcast on Monday. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. But, um, but well, let's throw this one over. A lot can happen in the cycling world. A lot can happen. If it doesn't, we'll need some other like talking points. So throw mm-hmm. it up to the listenership. What would they like us to discuss, maybe? Yeah? That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. So, so you know, tw- tweet us, X us, even though I'm the only one who sort of looks at that account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, never strays never strays far. Far. at Never Strays Far. At Never Strays Far. Let us yeah. know what you think we should be talking about in our next podcast episode, which is coming up uh, pretty soon. And in the meantime, you've been listening to me, Ned Bolting. Me, David Miller. And me, Peter Kenyuk. <laughs> From all of us then, <laughs> it's goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 